<laughs> you can run, but you can't hide, bitch. Welcome in, everyone, to You Can't Hide, the number one horror movie recap podcast this side of Los Angeles. I'm one of your hosts, Evil Al, with my lovely co-host, Cam Counselor Ben, Final Girl Bree, and the Pumpkin Spice Lady, Calamity Cat. How are y'all today? Good. Very good. How are you? I'm great. I'm out here uh, in our mansion in L.A. Uh, very deep walls, I noticed. That's kind of weird. That's <laughs> weird. What could be hidden behind them? I don't Secrets. know. Hmm. Well... Anyways, let's get right into uh, our first segment this week in horror. Um, one of the things that uh, was brought to my attention, I'm not going to say I independently discovered this headline, but um, there is news that an American Psycho uh, TV adaptation, it looks to be in the works, and I'm very excited about that. I love American Psycho. Um, hopefully they can get Christian Bale to reprise his role. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't think it'll be that exact role, but maybe he'll have like a cameo in it. That would be fun. Maybe that's why he shaved his head. <laughs> he shaved his head. Oh, yeah. yeah he, he shaved his head. Yeah. Oh, he he's going to be the homeless guy. That's going to be it. Yes. 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 Oh, my God. Yeah. He oh. shaved his head for the role. <laughs> I have no idea what y'all are talking about. And it looks like there also might be a TV series set for from the Saul universe, which. Uh, maybe we'll see uh, Danny Glover reprise his role as the puppet, as uh, Billy the puppet. <laughs> oh my god! What if it's just Billy the puppet's adventures? I would watch that. It's like an animated TV show about Billy the puppet. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be kind of adorable. Actually, I wouldn't be opposed yeah. to that. He just brings what? on other killer killer toys. <laughs> What's name another killer toy? Uh, I can name a couple. Annabelle, Chucky, Chucky's bride. Annabelle, her name, Tiffany. <laughs> Annabelle doesn't actually kill anyone, though. All those weird toys from Bride Toy of Chucky. Yeah, yeah, all those. The you can't just keep Toy saying Story. Chucky and his wife over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany, I remembered it now. Uh, I mean, I, I, only, Chucky? I only said one, so Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, the Botox <laughs> Chucky, as I like to call it. And I think also another piece of news, I think one of you mentioned that the Haunted Mansion reboot uh, found its director. Yes, Justin Simeon, who wrote and directed the big um, indie hit Dear White People, is going to be the director. And also he wrote and directed last year's really fun horror movie, Bad Hair, that was on Hulu. So definitely check that out if you have it. Nice, nice, nice. Thanks. Um, we got a good. Uh... Never mind. I lost the thought. Yeah, and speaking <laughs> of remakes, the film we're uh, recapping this week, "The People Under the Stairs," is is getting a remake. Um, produced, I think it's just produced by Jordan Peele, so that's exciting. Um, looking forward to that more than I uh, am to recapping this one. So let's get, let's get uh, straight into the recap of this one. It's "The People Under the Stairs," the 1991 horror comedy directed by Wesley Craven. Um, apparently, this was inspired by a news story that he heard about two burglars discovering uh, like locked away children in the house that they were robbing. Um, yeah, that'd be pretty crazy. You're just trying to, you know, steal a few Fabergé eggs and all of a sudden, you know, you're finding a 
child slavery. That'd be quite a discovery. Would you get in trouble for that, though? Because um, technically you're a hero. Yeah, I would give him a pass, right? Yeah, I'd give him a mulligan on that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, you only get one. Genre, right? Like, this is like a subgenre on its own, right? Like, like the the thief that goes into the house and finds that the people inside the anti-hero the yeah like know. uh like don't breathe like don't breathe yeah um, and yeah. recently came out and there's a couple other ones but um yeah this created its own subgenre. yep this movie um begins we have we, okay so we meet a character he goes by the nickname fool which whatever um and we learn that him <laughs> and his family um they're you know they're not like one of the wealthiest families you know they're not very well off and they were given an eviction notice by their landlord because they're three days late on rent and it's written into their lease that if that happens they have to pay triple or you know get kicked out um which seems ridiculous nowadays i feel like it's kind of hard to actually evict people but um we learned that it's this way because they're the last family left in the building the landlords want to tear it down and make some luxury condos and that's when we're introduced to the landlords who we find out are like creepy racist white people <laughs> who go by mommy and daddy. Uh, they they send okay, so Fool and his his family, and I guess it's like his who who is Leroy in relation to him? Is it like, I think that's just a family friend. Family friend, okay, yeah. yeah. Leroy is basically like, yeah, well, let's go, you know, rob these people because like screw them, like they're always screwing people over. Yeah. And he heard that they have like there's treasure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's also very like super aggro, just like for no reason. Yeah. Well, he's being Rames. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Well, I'm also like, calm down, tell... sis. Calm down. Yeah. He's trying to tell Full like it is. He's giving him the hard truth. Yep. So so Ving sends Full over to the landlord's house to scope it out uh, because they want to break in, like I said, and he Basically, he, ha- he just has them there to kind of see, like, if they have any, like, alarms or security kind of stuff, uh, surveillance, like, cameras or whatever. Um, he scopes it out. And then their other friend, Spencer, who I don't know who I don't I wish I knew why these people who they are, but <laughs> I guess whatever. All right. They're, in a ring- <laughs> They're thieves together. You know, they yeah. all they help each other. <laughs> OK. Did you watch their the movie? partner? There's partners. There's literal partners in crime. Yeah. All <laughs> oh, oh, their lovers. Oh. That maybe, yeah. You don't know. <laughs> All right. So the only so their white friend Spencer uh, poses as a municipal worker, and he knocks on the on the uh, the house, and eventually is able to finagle his way in there. And Leroy and Fool are able to break in because the family leaves um, to go do something. I, I forgot what, but they when they enter the house, they see a sign that says "See no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil." Um, the house is a real shithole to be honest. It's like covered in yeah. dust. There's like piles of dead flies, like it's dirt everywhere. There's like a headstone from the funeral. There's just a lot going on. And like that back door is all metal, which would kind of set people off too. Like, why right. do they have like an all metal door? And they have also like right. locks on everything, right? Like yeah. every single window is locked from the outside with a padlock. So and it's got a grate on it. So there's no getting in or getting out of that place, basically. Also, too, like, the reason they go in is because, like, Leroy was, like, gone. Like, he's been, he hasn't gone back for, like, a few. And I'm, like, okay, everyone fully left. Why would he still be there alone? Like, red flag. Bro. Well, because red Leroy flag. Leroy thinks that 
um spencer is just a greedy bitch and he's trying to just take all the gold you know find all the treasure and stuff before them and so that's why they decide to go in because leroy's like he's not gonna he's not gonna pull one over on me again um and that's when the fool goes into the basement and when he goes down there it triggers a trap which uh, locks the door behind him Uh, in the basement he hears people in the wall and runs away and trips over spencer's dead body uh, which he notices is grasping a gold coin so there is some truth, at least, to this treasure, you know, it would seem. And that's when the people in the wall grab Spencer's body and uh, he's like, no, you can't have them. And he grabs the body back and he notices they like started eating his hand. So, yeah. Yeah. Creepy. Uh, so Fool's like, you know, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. <laughs> so he, <laughs> he starts running back up the stairs of the basement. But um, there's another trap surprise and the stairs go from stairs to like flat like a ramp kind of thing, and he falls down them. Um, he r- tries to run back up the ramp and escape, but, you know, it's locked. But fortunately, uh, this little girl opens it. Her name is Alice. We learn later. Uh, she helps him escape. Back upstairs, he finds Leroy, and they try to escape, but uh, once again, they're attacked by this uh, big-ass Rottweiler <laughs> who chased him around earlier. And they're able to... Uh, so they try to leave through the front door, uh, but they learned that it's shot. It's like electrified. Like, <laughs> so they get shocked. Yes. Um, but they're able to use that, though, to get the dog off of Leroy by just like electrocuting <laughs> all of them. It's creative. I hope yeah. a, it's funny. It's like an electrocution chain reaction. Nope. They definitely <laughs> got their ideas for booby traps from uh, the Goonies, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And around this time is, um, yeah. So, the dog was actually like um, sent after them by the landlords who who came back home, and so the landlords are slowly getting back in. Um, Full and Ving Rames had like rigged the door closed by like jamming a broom in it, so this whole time the landlords were just trying to like get in, um, and they eventually do, and that's when they shoot Ving Rames, um, and they're really creepy. Like they're all like celebrating, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we got him!" Blah blah blah. And that's when Fool is chased. So he decides to find. Um... Oh, yeah, he's he's lured into the wall because he sees a doll being dragged into like the vent. And inside the wall is like, you know, not the most pleasant place. There's like a pile of gore, which, you know, maybe a red flag. If you see a pile <laughs> of like meat. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's when Alice signals at him to follow her. And, you know, they start talking a little bit. She tells him, oh, yeah, I've never been outside before. And that's basically, you know, when he realizes that um, it's going to be hard to get out of here because she says no one has ever gotten out of here. Yeah. Well, and you realize, like, she's not really a little girl. She's mm-hmm. definitely like a t- like teen, like dressed as a little girl, which is even crazier. Yeah. Their relationship with her, like, uh, yeah. before, it's just, it's just disgusting. Oh, there's like a lot of, yeah, there's a a lot of innuendo and weird weird stuff there yeah for yeah sure. there's a lot yeah we learn a lot right here we learned that the landlords are they were like looking for a perfect boy child is what alice tells them mm-hmm. and that they would cut out the bad parts and then put the kids in the cellar um yeah so <laughs> and, they're, and they're both one they're played by uh everett everett mcgill and winnie roby who were both um in twin peaks so mm-hmm. <laughs> They have the level of creepiness that you need for those roles. And the yeah, weird was... that comes up is very Twin Peaks. 
Yeah, I was gonna say they fit the like the weird kind of racist characters very well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is very like melodramatic, like uh David Lynch kind of like weird shit with their performance at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so full asks Alice, you know, why haven't they put you in the cellar? And she says, Oh, it's because I don't see hear or speak evil it's the only way and i don't know for some reason it just annoyed me (laughs) (laughs) why it's like what does that even mean you don't hear the abused child annoys you okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah she hears no evil like she if anything she hears she's like nah don't pay attention to it she's like she's the perfect child she's alice when does roach pop up I think you get a glimpse of um, pretty him. Pretty soon. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, yeah, it's coming up. Um, okay, yeah. So this is when Alice tells him that one of the cellar boys escaped into the walls of the house. And that's when Daddy shows up in, like, bondage gear? Like, full, like, <laughs> yeah. leather. Leather like Daddy. A, yeah. Like, full leather Daddy, like, Pulp Fiction-esque gimp leather outfit. And, but he has a shotgun also. Um, he just, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to talk about his little get up. <laughs> Uh, I was gonna say what's very like disturbing also is like when they're talking about like um, I guess he was getting a headache and like just the way they talk to each other it's just like oh is like daddy getting one of his headaches is he like help with it I'm like oh, don't say that around the child please that's gross so gross <sighs> yeah I, I in my notes I refuse to to refer to them as daddy and mommy I just said dad and mom so it was very disturbing no, no, to me. I'm definitely gonna say it because I love it <laughs> So that's when Bondage Daddy shows up and he starts just shotgunning the walls, which is like really not good for the property value. At this time, though, is when the police show up because uh, the van that Fool and Leroy and Spencer took is just still outside and it's been like a whole day now. And of course, the police find nothing because, you know, this lady is able to just tell them, oh, everything's fine. We checked everything. It's fine. But in the (laughs) van, in the van, she notices that there's like a basically like a Boy Scout outfit. And she realizes, oh, yeah, there's a third person here. And also, I noticed that at this part, like, she picks up, like, the little shirt. And then the dad picks up, like, the boy's shorts and, like, sniffs them. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah that this is a Wes Craven film. I don't know how this happened. <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of grossness in this movie. It was well, a- he did do Last House on the Left, so. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely has it in him. So it was the same little Boy Scout uniform that Fool had been scoping out the property mm-hmm. in earlier. So she recognized it and said, the little mountain bear is in the house or whatever kind of scout <laughs> whatever was. Yeah, the little scout yeah. name. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like Bear Scout or something. Yeah. Um, so basically they're like, okay, we got to find this kid. And they send the dog again. It's like the 90th time they've like, like uh, had the dog like chase after them, but so basically, he uh, fool gets chased into the bathroom where he was talking to Alice earlier. Uh, the dog's like about to get him, but then suddenly one of the cellar boys pops out and like grabs him and like tells him to come on. Um, that's when they're chased throughout the walls, and I'm just wondering why you know why did they waste so much space in the house with these like en- enormous crawl spaces? <laughs> like there's enough for like were built like that though. I, they all had like that. <laughs> that extra layer in between for some reason wouldn't it be like i would think maybe it'd be like if something broke or something like maybe the piping yeah, fix it exactly yeah, yeah get like a little child some of it with ventilation too get like a little oh. child in there to help <laughs> yeah. the, the other creepy thing though is that they keep talking about how he's violated alice and like he's gonna get to alice and like it's just it's so gross <laughs> 
like that this little boy is gonna like do something to Alice. Oh yeah, he's gonna make her impure. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is one of my favorite movies as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I used to watch yeah, this on VH1. <laughs> VH1. Yeah, they would do movies at rock. And this is one of the movies. Oh, that's oh, my right. oh my gosh. Yeah. It yep. uh, explains a lot. Yep. <laughs> so they're chased by the by I think the dog's name is Prince. Yep. They're Prince chased by Prince through the <laughs> The Prince of Darkness. Ooh, Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, they're chased by Prince through the walls, and I'm what? Yes, I already said that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but were they chased by Prince into the walls? <laughs> yeah, Prince is chasing. They, <laughs> they eventually are able to lose Prince, the dog that's chasing them, and that's when Fool meets up with Alice and the Cellar Boy, and they reveal that. Um, I think he just kind of mentions off off the cuff, like, "Oh, he doesn't really talk very much" or something, and then that's when it's shown that the boy's tongue got cut out for trying to escape basically like he's trying to like yell for help um it's not, it's a gnarly looking <laughs> tongue it's definitely a uh, speak no evil is what they say mm-hmm. but also i'm like where's the other two where's the see no evil and i know she like covers her ears and she's like oh i don't hear evil it's like no you can still one hear of those, it though. <laughs> one of those creepy zombie things down yeah. in the cellar yeah i'm gonna question why they're crusty in a little bit I- <laughs> They ain't tannin, okay? They ain't GTLN. Okay, so Alice, while they're while they're having their little uh, uh, convo here, she mentions, you know, he's like, "Why do you make all these dolls?" Because, like I mentioned, he was lured into the crawl space because he saw like a doll being dragged towards it. Uh, you see him throughout the movie, and Alice tells him, "Oh, they're I make them to hold the souls of, souls of the people that were here when they died." And it's like, all right, this is very dark for a <laughs> already very abused like teenage girl, but. That's when guess who breaks in the leather daddy himself and he catches full and throws him into the basement um, with with Ving Rams body. And then he starts like cutting up Ving Rams's body and like feeding parts of it to the cellar boys and throwing the rest of it in some vat of. Yeah, <laughs> water. I don't... it's like a it's like a well, but like a dungeon hole. <laughs> It's nicely, it's like nicely hidden by like two pallets. I'm mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of creativity going on in this household. Yeah, he, to- he tosses full into the wall with the other freaks. Uh, <laughs> that's when Roach <laughs> uh, shows up and saves him from the from the creatures. Um, and I, I was just wondering, why doesn't he just free them all? Like <laughs> he could have just freed all the other, you know, prisoner boys, but whatever. Um. But no, he takes him to the furnace, basically, and shows him, like, oh, yeah, like, there is gold here. And he told he tells him, like, he kind of, you know, lets him know where Alice is. And earlier when they were trying to, when they first were chased by dad in the bathroom, um, Roach got shot. And, yeah, he just dies right here. <laughs> from his gun <laughs> and he just kind of is like, I'm dead. Yeah. Well, he writes on her. He tells her to tells him and writes down to for that he should save Alice. Yeah, which was sweet. So Rich tells Fool where Alice is. So he goes up to her room. Is she just in her room? Mm-hmm. Um, they're able to go. They go into the walls uh, to try and escape. That's when Dad lights the furnace to try and like lure them out slash like burn them out because you know it's going to be getting hot in there because <clears throat> they're like in the vents. 
And this is where it's time for, you know, they're trapped in the wall and guess, guess what happens? Oh, Prince is unleashed once again. <laughs> and Fool is like, I'm tired of this. So I'm not running anymore. So he like the dog attacks him. He kind of like holds the dog, you know, he's like trying to hold it off from like mauling his face off. And that's when da- uh, daddy appears on the other side of the wall. And he's just like stabbing with a huge ass bayonet. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, it's like a two foot long bayonet. It's insane. Um, he's just like stabbing and um, fool, you know, uses his his brains and holds the dog, you know, where where the uh, stabbing is going on, and then that's when Daddy stabs Prince, and that's one less uh, thing for them to worry about. And they're able to make it up to the roof. Yeah, but they um, think he thinks that he got him. He doesn't. Yeah, think yeah. Dog. yeah, yeah. Dad thinks. Fool. Yeah, Dad thinks he killed a fool. And mommy's like, prove it. <laughs> so they rip open the wall and the poor dog falls out oh. she's like you idiot <laughs> now we gotta get another dog <laughs> I know yeah <laughs> it's just inconvenient they don't even care they just, yeah, like, just don't even care about the dog of course <laughs> so up on the rooftop there, it, it's like really the only way that they can escape because everything else is like sealed locked down you know like impenetrable um, but for some reason on the roof there's or in the attic there's like uh, an open window, which the roof angles perfectly to where they're over like a little pond type thing. And so Fool's like, hey, well, maybe, you know, we can jump down here and land in the water. You know, it'll cushion our, our fall. But Alice is like, nope, I'm not doing that shit. That's <laughs> risky. Why would I do that? There's no way. Um, so basically, she just, you know, doesn't want to jump. But Fool eventually like is getting shot at because dad pops up again. And so he just is like, okay, I have no choice. I'm going. So he he's, he jumps off the roof into the pond and is able to escape. Well, I understand why she's scared. She's never been outside before. <laughs> yeah, she didn't even know it existed. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Fool's able to escape from the crazy people's house. And he was able to take some gold coins with him, which we learned is enough to pay the, for their rent. And right away in the, when the movie began, we learned that his mom is like really sick and like probably like dying. Um, and the gold coins that he brought back is not only enough to pay their rent, which is like really three times their rent, um, but also enough to get his mom's operation. No. And the guy, no, meant- I, what, who, so who's the man? Is he the, is, is he like a family friend or that, that, that he's talking to? I have yeah, no, I, have no I idea think he's a family is. friend, <laughs> yeah. but he must be someone prominent in the community as well. Well, I just, I question why they would want to live there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, if they can afford that, why couldn't they, for, it seemed like he said, he was implying that they can afford it for, like, 10 years with that, those coins, oh, so why right. would they just yeah, go, like, somewhere a little better? Why just go somewhere know? else? Yeah, because it seemed like, it seemed like that place was like people were still living there even even though they were evicted like it was like a drug den mm-hmm. basically because yeah. when he comes in they're like you know they're definitely like on him as he's trying to come in the building and stuff and so it's it's a little it's a little scary um yeah. so i don't understand why the family wouldn't just want to like get out maybe, from yeah maybe they just have to get mom through the surgery and then they're yeah move. maybe <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. But also of importance is we learned that the psycho mommy and psycho's mommy and daddy are actually brother and sister, which makes it all the more disturbing because they're like super creepy. They're all like, uh, Calamity Cat was mentioning before the recording, like, oh, is daddy getting another headache? And it's just like stuff like that. That's just like really nasty, even if they were just regular husband and wife, <laughs> it just makes it all yeah. the more disturbing. 
he gives a lot more of their backstory that they started off as a funeral home and then um, got into real the real estate business and became slumlords and are and became, I guess, obsessed with being rich. And each generation after the next have become more and more crazy and money hungry. Um, and because they're all inbred. implying that they're inbred as yeah. well. Yeah. But they also, he also said that those are not their kids, they're kids yeah. that were stolen. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, because that Alice is not their child. Yeah, because he had he had she she had told him that she was and that the boys were, you know, stolen. Um, but yeah, he learns like, oh yeah, I I definitely need to go back and save her because she's clearly, you know, in peril because these people are, are like insane. So that's what he decides to do. Well, first he calls the police and like reports child abuse, and the cops go over there and they find nothing, of course, because why would they? And before is the before is when they like when she burns her in the bath. No, that was after they uh that was like when they first caught them all together when she was like, okay. You're dirty. Yeah, yeah she makes like him she makes water. him clean up Vingram's blood and like throws her into it and then is like pissed that she's covered in blood. It's like you threw her threw her into the, the blood pile. Like what do you expect? Yeah, she's like, You got your dress all dirty, you naughty, naughty girl. Dirty and then burns her. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was gross. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, Fool's kind of smart here because, you know, he reports them and to the police. And I think he kind of assumes like, oh, they're not going to do shit because they, you know, they didn't if they didn't do anything while he was literally there trapped in the house. So he uses them as a distraction to get into the house. Um, he hears mommy and daddy, a.k.a. bro and sis upstairs. He, he goes up there and notices it's just like a recording, like on a tape deck. And that's when guess who cup pops up to attack him? It's Leather Gimp Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and full like gouges his eyes out. I thought, but he doesn't actually. He just like pokes him, I guess. Um, he beats mom in the cooch with an with an iron. <laughs> <laughs> he fakes him out by opening the front door. Um, and we, that's when we learn that well, he, he makes him think that he left by like opening the front door, like near the kitchen. Um, we learn that Alice is being kept in the attic, so that's where he goes. Um, he helps free her. She's basically like her arms are like tied, tied above her head, and they're like being kept on like a little bracket thing. So he frees her, um, and he's like, "All right, well, we're in the attic already. Let's go ahead and jump out into this little pond and escape." But she says, "Nope, can't do that." When uh, after last time, they drained the, the little pond and put broken glass and rocks at the bottom. So yeah, not this time. And that's when they lure Dad to the chimney. Um, well, no, like he comes down there first, like he yeah. comes to see Alice, and that I don't know if you guys caught it, but it's like the the creepiest uh, part. Of the movie. Yeah, the no, creepiest yeah, part. yeah, yeah. So he so full frees Alice, like he he's able to get her um her hands down, you know, from from where they're tied up. Um, but before he can actually like get her out of the room, uh, Daddy comes back, and he yeah, it's just really it's a creepy scene. <laughs> He basically starts touching himself, and like getting really hot and bothered about her being tied up over there. And she's like, please, like, and he's just getting turned on by it. it's really gross. Um, and so then, but then, you know, the mom comes, she's like, get up here. We still got work to do or whatever. So mm-hmm. that's when um, that kind of distracts them. And mm-hmm. yeah, this is where um, Full and Alice are like, at the, so since they can't escape from the attic, they, they go onto the roof and they go to the chimney 
and that's when um they like purposefully make like a like soot and stuff fall through the fireplace uh, which mommy and daddy notice and dad like immediately thinks yeah let me just go ahead and shoot this shotgun (laughs) up the chimney because that's the easiest way and so he takes a shot uh, up the chimney and we just hear fool say ah it hurts so bad and so uh daddy thinks you know oh yeah I, i got him for sure uh, but mommy is always like, prove it. <laughs> and so basically, you know, she makes him like uh, look into the chimney and kind of go see what's going on. That's when they're able to like throw a brick on his head. And I don't really understand this chimney. It seems like the longest fireplace slash chimney in the world. It goes through like all two or three floors of the house. Yeah, it's connected. <laughs> There's yeah. several fireplaces in the yeah. house. Eventually, basically, you know, eventually Fool gets caught again and taken down to the basement. Um, he's about to get shot when the door knocks uh, upstairs and it's like angry, like townspeople, you know, it's like the other people who are tired of like the, the mom and the dad's bullshit, you know, of, like basically like oppressing these people financially. And, well, it's really mm-hmm. his sister. His sister's the yeah. first person that lifts at the door and she starts going off on them. And then of course she slams the door on her and then <laughs> yeah. they, the older gentleman comes back and says he's the police and they open the door and it's really, they're just all like, he's there to tell them the same thing. Yeah. They're basically saying, yeah, we're tired of you, like taking advantage of people. And, and then also, yeah, the guy like calls him out for like stealing kids. He's like, you're stealing the children of the community and they knock out mom and they um, back down the, back downstairs is where fool ends up in the cage with the uh, people under the stairs and he tells them, hey, you know, I know we're trapped in here now, but there is a way to escape. Uh, the door is unlocked up there. We just got to get out from this cage. Uh, one of them shows, one of the people under the stairs shows him there's like a big ass like door. Um, let's like read with an alarm. Inside of it is like, um, well, since Full is, you know, a professional burglar, he's able to disarm it. <laughs> <laughs> he figured it out real quick. He's like, oh, yeah, I can trip it with these wires or something. And I'm like, all right, sure, whatever. And basically, we, we find out it's like a it's like a big ass vault. And there's like a ton of money. Like and- a Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like literally, it's just like dollar dollar bills all over the place. <laughs> and he's like, no wonder there's no money in the ghetto. It's <laughs> like, wow. You took it all. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, OK, so back upstairs, you know, stuff's still going on up there. Uh, the doors get locked and so basically like the sister and i feel like there's a lot of them in there a second ago and now magically they're kind of back outside the front door again and they kind of get locked out and alice goes over to like the controls to you know unlock it again but she can't because it's a system override and that's when she sees mom in the kitchen who you know of course chases her around with a knife (laughs) Um, of course (laughs) She chases her like to the stairs and that's where uh, the people from under the stairs naturally, you know, emerge and, you know, they bite mom, which disarms her and they're chasing her around. And it's kind of an awesome scene. Like they start coming out of everywhere, right? It's like, Like, it's like zombies. Yeah. They're just like emerging from the walls and the floor. It's pretty cool. The cabinets. They're coming out of everything. (laughs) Yep. And the people, like we said, like we said, yeah, like we said, the people from the stairs are just like emerging all over and they're kind of just like pushing her towards the kitchen. Uh, mommy kind of like uh, sprints it in the kitchen and unintentionally like runs straight into Alice's knife that she's holding. Um, yeah, 
mommy um she she sees herself impaled by the knife and goes you hurt your mother and alice goes you're not my mother you never <laughs> were and then she gets like thrown into the basement by the people uh under the stairs and yeah dies they attack her go after her, eat her i guess no they don't either which i wonder why I guess they knew oh, they, they were getting okay. they, I guess they knew they were getting out and they could find something. Yeah, better. I don't understand. Like there, there's a lot there's a lot missing. Yeah. Well we're but. almost we're almost done and then we can uh, dissect this uh the very few the very few questionable things. Um so back in the vault <laughs> back in the vault, um Fool finds like a box of dynamite because you know, why wouldn't that be with all the perishable paper money, you know? Um, dad, <laughs> dad goes in the vault because he hears like a clinging of coins and he thinks it's just full like counting the money for some reason he's like oh I know what you're doing you're counting it coin by coin I do that all the time and I'll do it again yeah he's like I'm gonna do it again but you never will and then <laughs> he like goes over to where the coins are falling down and he sees that they're like stuck in a candle which is like dropping them as it melts so it's really cool I know yeah I was like wow this kid's, this kid's literally a genius <laughs> he can disarm state-of-the-arm vaults and think of these things on on, on the fly. Very nice. He's clever. <laughs> Very clever. Um, so daddy's like, what the hell? And then he turns around and he sees Fool, who has like rigged um, some wires to turn into like a, to trigger dynamite if he gets shot. And he's basically like, if you kill me, you know, then you're going to die too. So just put down the gun. But of course, daddy is not about to do that. So Fool like kind of jumps to the side of the entrance to the vault and triggers it. And the dynamite blows up and there's just, you know, money flowing, flying it all over the sky. And yeah, dad dies. <laughs> all the people in the street get to take it's some a, money. Yeah, yep. it's such a fun, that ending it is thing. A, yeah, I like the ending a lot. Like that so part's really cool. It's, it's just like raining money. 90s song is playing. Yeah. And then people are like on shoulders, like grabbing money out of the air. And little uh-huh. kids are grabbing it. And then the people under the stairs are like walking through the crowd. Like, oh. Somehow unnoticed. Somehow the people <laughs> yeah. from under the stairs are just fully unnoticed. Like, They're just blending in with everyone else. Full like clown white crust face unnoticed somehow and you know they would smell if they've been like forced to just be under the stairs for like years and years and years but i mean you know like <laughs> i mean i've i've seen them at south by southwest like crust punks i mean they're- <laughs> <laughs> oh, i mean i guess hipster crust punks. Yeah, i guess it kind of just looked like comic-con <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> <laughs> yep are there any other uh stuff we want to discuss <laughs> well then i think at the end like ray uh, sorry i said rayanne because alice is played by aj langer who is rayanne from my so-called life so-called life um and brand fool is played by brandon adams from many a 90s disney classics including the sandlot and all oh, wow. the mighty ducks movies um and i read that he took a break from acting to pursue his music career and be with his family but he's now back at at it at it back at acting so maybe we'll see him again maybe we'll see him in the remake maybe nice yeah there was like a lot of the mythology i guess or like 
you know, like these, these kids that were trapped under the stairs, like there's a, there's a lot there where I'm like, okay, yeah, they only had, I guess they only had people to eat, but they were very selective and they didn't become like, <laughs> yeah, they like, were selective cannibals. Like cannibal, cannibals. They just chose who they ate. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they didn't even throw like all of Ving Rhames or whatever in <laughs> them. He was like, I like to keep them hungry and just throw oh, yeah. a couple pieces of them in there. <laughs> I guess like there is a disease that you you get from eating people, right? Like there's there's a disease that you can get from that. There's many diseases, but there's one in particular like that cannibals have. So maybe that also they also had that, and that's why they looked a little bit the way they did because. Well, yeah. Well, they, also too, they didn't have any sunlight, so you know they no, can't GTL it. <laughs> and why did? Why were they given flashlights? I know, yeah, I was about to say, why do they have flashlights? <laughs> <laughs> and they, like, gave them batteries, too. Like, daddy, um, daddy, my batteries are out. <laughs> dance party, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Allison um, um, Fool did have, like, a little moment at the end where they're together, so I like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess let's get straight into ack ack or whack whack. Um, I'll go first because I don't want to be last, like always, like I like I mentioned last time. Um, I had never seen this before. I had no idea what to expect. I watched it at one a.m. last night. If I'm going to be completely honest, um, and I didn't know what the hell was happening. I was like, "Why are they in this house? Why is he going back? Why are these people crazy? Um, why are these men so crusty?" I, I was very confused, but. Um, <laughs> I think I initially hated it, but I don't know. It's fun. Um, I think I just need time to process and digest this movie because I don't really know uh, what was going on. But I'll give it a solid uh, six and a half out of ten uh, Prince Dogs, Rottweilers. Or what should we get? What should we give? I would go with roaches. Roaches. Okay. Six and a half out of ten roaches. Yeah. Um, Fun Girl Brie, what are your thoughts? I love this movie. It's totally up my alley. 90s classic. Um, I love the humor mixed with the scariness. I have a lot of strong um, imagery in my mind that um, has remained from when I saw this movie in the 90s, like especially the scenes with Alice. Um, And I love the um, little boy fool as the hero and how he overcomes and saves the day. Um, so I just think it's a lot of fun and the house as the main um, setting and all its mazes and behind the walls is just so much fun. So I love this movie. I give it an 8.5 out of 10. Oh, wow. What we're doing already. Roaches. Roaches. <laughs> Tumbless <laughs> roaches. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kim Counselor Ben, what are your thoughts? Um, it's definitely going to be an eight for me. Again, a lot of like uh, Final Girl Bree did mention a lot of stuff like that I loved about the movie. I would watch, I saw this movie. I think like I said, like when I was like younger, we're just watching it on TV. So it really stuck with me. Um, I love like the the kind of trapped in like a place kind of aspect of everything, and you having to escape, trying to figure a way to get out. Um, also, um, Roach too. He was like one of my. He did a lot of stuff in the '90s, so he was like one of like my kind of favorite actors with this. He did a lot of bit parts, but he did really good. Um, but yeah, so mine's gonna be an eight. 
Uh, the only thing I don't like is like all the creepiness with the brother and sister. That's kind of gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but... it is. It is a lot. Um, yeah, calamity cat. But that's what makes this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what pulls me in. I mean, yes, you've got like two actors from Twin Peaks, and you've got like some crazy weird incest leather daddy. And it's kind of a kid's movie. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I guess you, you I guess you're a fan. I, I really like this movie. I, it's funny, it's weird, um, it's disturbing, but it also has social commentary. Like, what yeah. could you think it's got it all? Oh, like? yeah, it has a lot of that. I was like, it's very weird for like a movie like this to have that in there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I I think for all the aspects that Wes Crape, like, it's like you just threw a bunch of shit at the wall and see what stuck, and it all like kind of came together in this weird abstract painting kind of way. <laughs> Um, and I, I don't know, it's really cool. So I, I would give it, I guess a 7.5 roaches for me. <laughs> Not bad. Yeah. I think my biggest complaint is that the boy wasn't played by Ving Rhames. Uh, I think that would have, uh, solved a lot <laughs> oh of issues God. for me. <laughs> that would have made it even more surreal. Yes. <laughs> why not? You know? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Yeah, I was reading about this um, film before the podcast, and um, there were some, I guess, critics who uh, allude that the mommy and daddy are conservative, <laughs> super conservative people, <laughs> or, or I guess the algorithm. I don't know, you think? You <laughs> think the al- some cures like, <laughs> in today's world? Yeah. The allegory is that they're 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 super conservative. Well, yeah, I read that it was like supposed to be like Ronald and Nancy Reagan or something like that. <laughs> it's like what a lot of like the critics were saying. But I think some of that social commentary still is, you know, threads through to today's what's going on today. So I like that. I like that we watch this movie. Yeah, it's a good one. It's one of my faves. All right. In our final segment, we ask our dear camp counselor, Ben, um, his tips, tricks, and tools for survival, which are found in his camp counselor bag. All right. Hello, guys. As I was just introduced, camp counselor Ben here. Now, for today in our camp counselor bag, um, first and foremost, we're going to need a, um, I don't know the technical term, but I'm going to say one of those dusk masks, because um, if we're going to be crawling through this gross ass house, and also I'm pretty sure it smells because it looks disgusting in there. So I uh, first want to be a uh, dusk mask because I don't feel like dying in there. Well, hopefully I won't. Um, also, I actually probably would bring like, um, I would say lube or like petroleum jelly because i would definitely like lube myself up that way daddy wouldn't be able to get me but also too we go home alone it throw it on the ground have him just slipping and sliding everywhere nice so yeah that's a two for one right there um (laughs) also maybe some like you know one of those like uh uv light not uv lights one of those lights to kind of help you know like tan a little bit because those people under the stairs are kind of gross and ghost <laughs> ghost white so i want to help them out a little bit so a bed. yeah i'm just gonna bring a full tanning bed in my bag but Some bronzer um, 
Oh, a bronzer? Yes, yeah, some bronzer. Well, we've already established that your bag is kind of like the TARDIS. You can that fit is it. true. Yeah, we can fit whatever in there. So we're going to bring a tanning bed for those crusties. How about some vitamin D? Yeah. Milk. Yeah. Oh, daddy was bringing the vitamin D. All right. Mm. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry. That was a that was a good one. We had to go over that one. Um, but uh, yeah. Oh, also too, maybe just like um, something to short out like water, I don't know, the electrical system. That way we won't be on full lockdown. So a nice like a jug of water. All right. Is that it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's nothing really more else I would do. Huh? A steak that's like tainted with sedatives. Oh, yes. That's all. That, thank you for reminding me. Um, bologna with little uh, sleep, little like uh, sleeper pills to knock that <laughs> fucking dog out. <laughs> Because I'm against animal cruelty, but honestly, I would like throat punch it in two seconds if it came at me. For some reason, I think Prince eat, only eats steak, raw steak. I don't, I don't think they feed him bologna. Oh, you're right. <laughs> he yeah. seems a little bougier. Anyone, anyone, <laughs> anyone noticed that, that Prince seemed pretty cool with just full? Like when it was just full, he was kind of like, yeah, like panting. Like, he was like a cute little dog, and then he saw mm-hmm. Ming Rames, and he's like, oh hell no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was but fine yeah. with kids. Well, he's with them all the like he's I think he's around the well, like the kids more, so that makes sense. But uh fine, I'll switch it to steak for the dog. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, that you would be wanna, my def. Oh, sorry, you, you don't want to take like a knife or nah, I mean they're fully stocked there. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. They do have a lot of those. It's one thing gets- I mean, kids like under the stairs like all the strength they need from yeah that and the vitamin d they'll be able to <laughs> yeah, to yeah. also i mean with the with the tanning bed there may not be room in my bag for like a gun or a knife so you know play by ear not with that attitude <laughs> oh my god but yeah no definitely yeah i definitely would it would be something like just a slip up daddy and for the dog um maybe just an iron for the mom's crotch so yeah <laughs> That seemed effective. And by iron, we by iron we mean like a fireplace poker stick thing, not like a clothes iron. Oh yeah, that's right. Ooh. Oh god, imagine the clothes iron to the crotch. Uh, <laughs> that would. You could just like like smudge your lipstick or like stain or clothes or something, and that really maybe. I honestly thought that when you're uh, the <laughs> the iron was like just straighten out some hairs, you know. <laughs> wow. That's what they used to do back in the day, just iron your hair out. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the short and curly hair. I was. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that, that's my camp counselor back for this week. Let's hope we survive with it. Man, I feel like we might. And if not, we'll be looking, you know, we can get our GTL on at the very least. So, you know, that's yeah. a win-win. Yeah, be fresh to death. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that just about wraps it up. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. (laughs) Okay. All right. Bye. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, that just about wraps up this week's episode of You Can't Hide. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at You Can't Hide Pod and also on Instagram at You Can't Hide Pod. Send us a movie suggestion, a critique, a compliment, a love note at You Can't Hide Pod at gmail.com. Until next week, we'll be in Six Flags. Yes. <laughs> I'm good, huh?